Hey, it's Josh Kennedy here, host of the Cricket Matters podcast. Today, we are discussing, should cricketers be running for pre-season fitness? Welcome to the Cricket Matters podcast, the podcast for cricketers, by cricketers who want to train smarter and perform better. If you want to score more runs, take more wickets and feel like a pro, this is the show for you. We release a new episode every Tuesday, and if you haven't got your copy of the High Performance Handbook for Cricketers yet, you can get your free copy at cricketmatters.com. Now, back to the crease. This is the Cricket Matters podcast. If you're new to the show, it's great to have you here. If you haven't yet subscribed and reviewed the show, we'd highly appreciate it if you could. Uh, We really value all your comments and feedback, so thank you so, so much. James Breeze, my co-host, welcome uh, to the show once again. You had pre-season training last night. I did indeed. First ever of 2023 for Cardiff. It was fantastic. It was good to be back. Um, everyone was excited, ecstatic just to be moving, bowling, batting, hitting the ball. It was uh, it was good times last night. So, uh, yeah, it's good. Season is uh, just around the corner. How long until the season starts out of interest? Uh, January, February, March, April, four months. So, four months. Oh, so you got... Uh... A long, that's quite a long preseason. Yeah, it's it, that's the thing with cricket. It's quite technical, and it's and it's it's similar to golf in some respect for some people because the, the you've got to keep playing to to stay in the groove, particularly with batting. It's one of, it's one of those sports where once you stop, it's hard to get back into the rhythm. It's a feel for it. It's just a, it's just one of those things. So it's it is, there is a lot of technical and practice aspect that has to go into the skill side of things. So it's uh, one of those things. Did you do any running? <laughs> <laughs> Which is the title of today's podcast. No, not last night. It was good. It was just like the first exactly. one back. We did some mobility work and then we went straight into onto the bowling machine and then did some basic drills just to just to get everyone back. I think more specific will happen in the next, in the next few weeks working with Ali. But uh, yeah, no, there was nothing too crazy again. And that's the thing. Pre-season for most cricketers and nets in club cricket, it is nets and skill-based cricket. So like, hopefully we're going to take you outside of the nets and start talking about stuff you can be, should be doing on your own to support the skill-based work you're doing in practice. Yeah, exactly. And I was uh, we we attempted to record before, but my internet went all funky. Uh, so I was going to say on the previous recording of this that uh, if people are wondering why I'm asking about uh, how long preseason is and everything, thinking surely as the uh, host of the Cricket Matters podcast. You should know this. Well, if you listen to episode one, we're going to make it a running joke that I am not a cricketer. Um, however, <laughs> I am the head coach for Strength Matters. And as I said on the on the first episode, I think it was that, you know, essentially what you need for every sport, the, 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 the basic stuff, aerobic uh, capacity, um, a good level of strength, power, speed, agility, mobility, stability, balance. That is the same for every sport. So that's why I'm here, talk about that stuff. And then we've got James for the cricketing expertise side, right? Exactly. We're going to try and mix and match as much as we possibly can. So yeah, no, honestly, it's great. That's the thing, we're having Josh on here as well. It shares a different, unique approach and how we do things uh, across the board. So it's, uh, believe it or not, it, Josh does sound, he may like sound like just like a media monkey at the other side hosting the podcast, but he does know his stuff too. Media monkey. I like it. I like to think I know something. I think I know something. Yeah, right. It's the official title now, actually. You can be called Media Monkey. Is it Media Monkey? I, I like yeah. it. I like it. Okay, let's uh, let's crack on then. So should cricketers be running for pre-season fitness? That is the title of the show. Um, and the answer is, it depends. End of show. There we go. Crack on. Exactly. <laughs> now, it does depend. However, where, where do we go? What do we start with? Well, as we said previously, and as we will keep saying on the uh, podcast in future episodes, 
you've got to start by assessing, right? Yeah, exactly. There's, there's multiple different areas to this. I'm going to try and cover all of them uh, from beginners up to pro level and even the older senior pros as well. So we're going to try and cover all aspects, but let's bring it right back down to basics first. And we've got to look at two areas before, before we decide if you should be running for preseason fitness. Now, globally, it should be a yes, but it is a very much a depends answer based on where you're at. So let's start, start with the simplest things first. And the first thing is, I want you to measure your waist to height ratio. So you're going to take a, uh, a tape measure. You're going to measure your waist, ideally about a centimeter above your belly button. Measure that and divide it by your height, either in centimeters or, or inches, depending on which measure you took. What we're looking for here is a score of less than 0.5. Okay. So we're looking for a score of less than 0.5. For example, um, I have a waist of 32 inches above there, and my height is 69, which gives me a 0.48 reading on my score. So weight in inches divided by height in inches, which just makes me five foot nine. I'd like to think I'm six foot six, but I'm sadly not. But you do the same in centimeters. And that's it. It's so important on so many different levels that you score and your score comes out under 0.5. First of all, it's a big health marker. If you score above 0.5, you're at serious risk of metabolic disease. And, uh, you know, cardiovascularly, all these different things, there's issues going on here. You're not at your optimal, I'd say, weight and body fat percentage. Uh, and that's a really big data study that's been done all over the world. And there's thousands of data points to support that aspect as well. So in terms of health, yeah, hundreds of thousands, yeah, exactly. So that's the that's the aspect here. We've got to think about this in simple terms of like, is your health in good, in good shape? And are you carrying any excess weight? That's a very simple, quick and easy way to do it. Second one is um, balance. But actually going back to the back to waist height ratio. The other reason why we want it less than 0.5 is... When you're running, jogging, sprinting, there's a high level of force that goes through your body. So if you're jogging, for example, you, it's up to about three times body weight per step that goes through your body. Now, when you're going to sprinting at the highest levels, it's about five times uh, your body weight going through here. Now, as fast bowlers, I think it's about eight, eight and a half times the force going through your front leg every time you brace and bowl over your, over your front leg with fast bowlers. I was going to say, when, when they plant that front foot to bowl, that's a heck of a lot of force going through that leg, right? Huge, huge amount of force. I mean, you've got to be careful of that. So it's, there's sliding scales here of what we're trying, trying to work with. And if your score is over 0.5, right, it means you're carrying excess timber. There's no, there's no two ways about it. And we don't want to be carrying excess timber when we're running because there's too much force going through the body. And you've got to think in terms of you've got to protect your health and increase your longevity in the game. And we know, particularly bowlers, uh, bad knees, bad ankles, bad joints. If you look at any old senior cricketing pro, look at them complaining about their back, <laughs> their hips, their knees, their ankles, you name it. Everything is creaking and hurting. So we've got to maximize this. So. If you score over 0.5. Well, they're general running injuries, right? Running running is one of the most, yeah. um, the highest risk of injury uh, in terms of sport. Uh, Absolutely. Out of, out of everything. And, you know, obviously you get knee, hip, knee problems, ankle, hip, hamstring pulls, calves, et cetera, et cetera. So the closer you can get yourself or to that 0.5 or below that 0.5, then you're putting yourself in a good place to, to start with and at a much lower risk of in risk of injury absolutely absolutely so like 
So if you, if you have not over 0.5, you're essentially what we call a weight loss client. And we don't ne necessarily recommend running for weight loss. Um, there's better ways to lose weight than running in this sense. We can get fitter, get stronger, lose a bit of weight before we start going down the running route. So that's the first, that's the first test. Now, again, most club cricketers up and down the UK who are amateurs, maybe over 0.5 here. So when it comes to this running protocol for you guys, I'd probably recommend doing other stuff to get fitter. You know, from walking to rowing to cycling to other stuff to try and build the cardiovascular fitness whilst you're working on nutrition, other aspects to lose a bit of weight to do it here. That's the simplest way to explain it there. Now, if you're pros and like younger kids and want to try and get into the pro level, then running is a bit more important because it's a big part of the game, both from jogging around the field, walking quickly around the field to sprinting in between the wickets and stuff like that. So it's a very unique sport of cricket. So that's the waist to height ratio aspect here. The other one we talk about is balance and the ability to balance on one leg with your eyes closed. That's really important because think of your body as a computer system. The brain is your software and the body, you know, all the bones, the joints, ligaments is your hardware. They've got to be talking with each other. If you struggle to balance on one leg with your eyes closed, that essentially means that the brain is not talking to the hardware efficiently and it can't see where your foot is in space and time. We're looking for proprioceptive awareness underfoot. Why is that important? If the body and the brain can't really recognize where it is, it like puts a handbrake up and you're basically running with a handbrake on. Secondly, if you can't bounce on that one, say it's your left leg and you can't bounce more than a few seconds, it also means you're at high risk of rolling your ankles and we need strong, mobile, supple, safe ankles to work with at the same time. So if you haven't got a balance of over 30 seconds, ideally on both legs with your eyes closed, you have balance issues and we need to address them first to put you in a good place to move you forward. Doesn't mean I don't want you running. It just means there's a handbrake on to hold you back from achieving ultimate performance and as a potential, potential injury risk that we see with a lot of runners too. So just something to think about. As you say, putting the handbrake on, it's, it's a good one because, you know, that might, if you can't do that balance test, you might find that you have stiff ankles or calves, hamstrings, adductors, whatever it is, there's going to be some stiffness somewhere in the body because your body's desperately crying out for that stability that it is lacking somewhere else. So, so as you say, to perform at the top level, you've got to take that, uh, you've got to take that handbrake off. Yeah. 100%. And it's so, like, in terms of this question, so these two tests, weight to highest ratio, is it over or under 0.5? If it's over 0.5, no, I don't think running's a good idea. Right? Essentially, that. If you can't balance for 30 seconds on both legs, right, with your eyes closed, then no, I don't think running's a good idea either. So, that's where it comes into pre season fitness running. This is the stuff you need to be working on. Weight loss and balance will ultimately improve your performance with cricket season without you doing any more running straight away. That's the simplest and easiest answer. But then we come now into people, okay, well, I passed both of those. Should we be running? And what type of running should we do? Before, actually, you know what, James, to, just to quickly interrupt, before we do that, do you want to ex talk about briefly at all? No, we want to, don't want to go too in-depth on this one. How to fix balance, if someone's thinking? Because it is actually fairly easy to fix quite quickly. Ah, crikey, yeah, it can do. Um, there's, there's different ways. Practicing 
head different head movements whilst on one leg, bouncing, rolling, rocking. I, I think we I think we need to say that for YouTube videos. I think because I think they're we'll save them. Yeah, we'll, we'll save them for our YouTube videos actually when they come out because it's it's too complex to explain over a, over a podcast to do it. But they're fairly straightforward and simple. One thing I was going to say just quickly, just quickly though, uh, for people who want to try it at home. Just getting something as simple as getting up and down off the floor in different positions. So lying on the, on your front, standing up, lying on your back, lying on your left, your right. Just getting up and down on and off the floor for a couple of minutes. That'll help you balance. Sounds weird, but it will. Actually, another one you could actually do the um, uh, we like to do is brush your teeth at night and in the morning while standing on one leg. <laughs> That's another simple one. Then. There you go. There you go. See, I knew we see we had simple. I, I know I put you on the spot there. I purposefully <laughs> did that. But we have a, there's there's two simple drills that you can try if you can't pass the test. And I tell you what, in no time you'll be passing that test. <laughs> exactly. Cool. So, like in terms of moving on and deciding, okay, running. There's different types of running. We're talking from basic jogging to sprinting and repeat sprinting and aerobic speed work. There's, there's different facets to this. Now. I'm going to come back right back to the start. I'm going to talk about in an ideal world, right? In an ideal world, should cricketers be running? Yes, right? If you can pass those tests. And what I like to see personally is can cricketers run a 5K um, quite quickly? And if they, can, oh, if they can't run 5K, well, we need to build them up to running 5K. And then once we get into running 5K, can they run 10K? I'm not a fan of getting cricketers to run marathons. Or like doing ultra marathons and stuff like that, because again, it's the, the, the sport of cricket is taxing on your body. I don't think there's a need to go any further than this. In fact, once you can do a, a good 10k, maybe there's more time need to be spent around the 5k mark and under for repeated sprints because it's a repeat sprint activity. Yeah, getting getting building up some speed. Exactly. You don't you don't see professional footballers running marathons. They're running a lot, playing the sport, running multiple speeds up here. But as a beginner. If you can't hit 5K, well, that's our first goal, to build you up to 5K. And we've got to build up slowly to get to there first. That's the first thing. So what I, what I say is in terms of beginners, what sort of standards? For men, 31 minutes, women, 34 minutes to run 5K. If you can't run under those times, then you're essentially a beginner. We need to get you there. Ideally, it needs to be close to 24 minutes for men, 27 minutes for women. Those are the sort of areas we need to be focusing on for 5K. And once we can do that, we extend out a little bit more to get towards the 10K mark. Sub 48, an ideal world for a high-level cricket athlete and uh, women sub 55. Now, it's so if, you're, if you're a pro and listening to this, those uh, lower lower times are definitely the ones you want to be uh, shooting for. Yeah, exactly. Now, if I, I'd actually go for in a pro level... This is from working with um, a lot of specialist military enforcement, particularly in the States. Um, well, Navy SEALs, let's be specific, Navy SEALs. One of those important benchmarks for the Navy SEALs is can they run three miles in under 18 minutes or around the 18 to 18.30 minute? Because if they do, yeah. they have an 82% chance of a success rate of passing Hell Week and Buds. Why? And why? Because they can recover fast enough to make better decisions. And that's so important to cricket. It's not just about running a single once or running a couple of threes. If you're a batsman, as an example, it's a great example. You open the batting and you're going to bat for the whole innings. Like, you've got to be fit. And that doesn't mean a couple of shuttles here and there. You're batting for 40, 50, 60 overs, whatever, you, whatever format you're playing. 
So you've got to recover faster, which means you have to have a base. And that's what we're talking about here, is giving cricketers a, an aerobic base to work from, to then come back down and be more work the elite levels of getting faster and do faster repeated sprints, which is where the yo-yo test and stuff on 2K time trial comes in. So what I'm trying to say is, like as a beginner, we're going to build up this aerobic base, get you comfortable, efficient at running, movement economy, economy is important as well. And then we're going to come back down and refine it and get it better. Most of the pros already have their base fitness already. So that's why they work so much on, their, on the repeated aerobic speed work, which is, which is exactly what we want to get to. But I know there's a lot of youngsters in club cricket that I've seen who aren't fit enough yep. to run 5K. They're not fit enough to run 1K from what I'm seeing. Mm, exactly. And, the, and the, uh, the wider the base, the higher the peak, right? Exactly. And that's where we're going to go. But again, we don't need to go too crazy. Not, we're not doing marathons, ultra marathons. I just want to see a good 10K. And once we can optimize and maintain good 10K, get down to a fast 5K, and then we get even faster down to 2K, and then repeated sprint work, which we'll talk about in a second. So yes, I do think when it comes to preseason, cricketers should be running, but it depends on what level you're at. If you're doing in the off-season and still maintaining your aerobic base, going for longer miles, doing some jogging sessions here, your pre-season work should be building this aerobic speed work multiple sprints and like recovering in between to build up that, uh, that engine room, essentially, so you can do repeated sprint work. Mm. However, if you can't run 5K, if you haven't done much running, your focus needs to be on building up that 5K base to give you a recovery platform from which to work on later down the line. Does that make sense? It does. It does indeed. Uh, do you want so. to talk about <laughs> where you start then? Let's go beginners to start with. Obviously, let's start at the start. And uh, how you go about building up that 5K base. Where do you, where'd you start? Yeah, cool. So with beginners, when it comes to running, um, the best way to start off is you need to do it within your comfort zone. So if you haven't run... 5k before and you're struggling it's hard work the walk jog method is one of the best ways to do it so ideally start with a minute of jogging four minutes of walking for 30 minutes and do that every five minutes one minute of jogging four minutes of walking because what you're doing is you're staying within your comfort zone you're also building up resilience in your tendons your joints your ligaments and everything to make sure you're building up good strength there and it's not as you're not going to hate it as much. <laughs> Most people hate running because it sucks and it's hard. But you've got to take it easy, nice and easy to build up to that. So you nice and slowly and easy. Now, in that one minute of jogging, I'm not saying sprint balls to the wall all out. I would do it so you're in a talk test. So it, like I use a talk test as an example. Yeah. Can you talk and maintain a conversation whilst you're jogging? That's a very good way to simplify it and keep it easy for beginners. And once you can do one minute on, four minutes walking, Build it to two minutes running, three minutes walking, then three minutes jogging, two minutes, one, four minutes running, one minute, and build it up so you can do 30 minutes until you can jog continuously at a talking conversational point for 30 minutes. I don't care how fast you do it in to begin with. It's about getting you from naught to being able to maintain a 30-minute jogging base there. We can talk about optimizing it at the next stage, but that's how you get over. And it could take you six weeks, could take you eight weeks. Mm-hmm. But I promise you if, you, if you can't do it at the moment, that's a good place to start to, to help you build up. To it. And anything else uh, you recommend on top of that? Because obviously um, we always talk about WWS, walking, water, sleep, a good base of steps as well. Yeah, definitely. Walking as much as you can. 
Um, I would also, if you're training in the gym, I'd do some stuff on the assault bike, on the rowers, all these sorts of things, because I think that's a, a key aspect uh, of continued training. We've got to like focus on these things to just build up your aerobic system and just just make sure it's all firing all cylinders and it'll support your work that you're doing with the running as well. I'm not saying go running every day either. Again, think about your joints mm. every other day, uh, you know, maximum maybe for the time being. Just give yourself yeah. some time, three times a week around everything else that you're doing too. So just think of it in those terms as a very, is the best way, I think. Yeah. Well, as you say, if you're doing that three times a week, plus each day, you know, a goal of an absolute minimum of 7,000 steps, then you can do, then you're basically doing something seven days a week because that's more more than possible yeah. and well within people's comfort zones. And it's, you know, again, walking only going to be good for prepping the joints, the tendons, the muscles for more rigorous activity. Absolutely. So then when you get to like, so 5K and you can do that comfortably, then we're going to start working towards 10K. So we're going to build up here again, complete beginner, build up 10K so you can start doing the same thing and follow the same method, the walk-run method, build it up so you can comfortably do 10K and it's within your comfort zone. So you're not, and you're not leaving completely blown and uh, out of shape at the end of it and you're dying, you're scrambling for like water and like all the gels and stuff, whatever. No, it's far from that. We're just trying to try to build your base aerobic um, work here now to help you get there. So it's from 5K to 10K, it's pretty much the same formula, but this is for beginners. That's a key, key element here. Don't worry about repeated sprints yet. We've got to make sure you can last the whole game. And it is important because I see this time and time again in club cricket. I'd I'd argue that a lot of club cricketers, particularly batsmen, they struggle um, once they get to 20 or 30 because they run out of puff. They're not not fit enough to to go the extra mile. And if they could, they could start converting. Would would you say that's the biggest weak? Sorry, James. would, Would you say that's the biggest weakness that you see? Obviously, obviously the beer drinking and the teas and everything else in between. You've got loads of things going on here. No, it's, yeah, I would do aerobic base alongside mobility is some of the things you'd see. And I, I, I think you could change yeah. someone's amateur game very quickly just by making them fit enough to make them, to help them enjoy it yeah. and perform better. And Same mobile thing. enough. Yeah, exactly. And they can perform, make better decisions because that's what it comes down to. The reason we're building up this aerobic base is so you can continue to make better decisions the more you play. You know, when to leave the ball, when to play the ball, when to play shot, when to attack. You know, that's why the Navy SEALs have that test is so they can make better decisions under pressure. That's the difference. It's how they do the weapons drills. That's that's the secret here. It's the same in cricket. As you you say, if if you're blowing out your backside, there's no way... You're just focusing on uh, on breathing and staying alive. Yep. You're not focusing on making a decision in the next fastball that's coming down the, the pitch at you, are you? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, and that's it. So it's like, that's what we're trying to work towards. Now, there's probably people out there going, hey, because I, I can think of several people who run marathons and do triathlon and stuff as well on cricket. Well, what do I do? What do I need to do? Well, this way it comes more into the intermediate and professional sort of levels now with pre-season. So pre-season is like the building up to the months leading into it. Now, I'm still a big fan of doing a couple of longer runs every every week or at least one to maintain that base and keep it nice and easy. Um, this is what we call zone two work uh, is the easiest way. So if you've got a watch, smart watch, you try and keep your heart rate within zone two, which is below aerobic threshold, as we call it. So it's the base. And we're talking distance, 5 to 10K. Like, again, I'm not saying massive, massive miles. Do whatever you feel comfortable yeah. doing as long as you can... You're hitting more speed in under under 24 minutes. This is where you can hit under 24 minutes and you're around the 50-minute mark for the 10K. 
Now we can start changing it and just, okay, look, maintain the base, you know, easy here. Mm. But then we want to go into more aerobic speed work and make it more shuttle-based like the game of cricket because there's lots of shuttles in between. So you've got running between the wickets and you've got running from just take the wicket to the boundary, which is maybe 60 yards, uh, if we're talking that. So there's yeah. a longer distance piece and there's a shorter distance piece. And we've got to do it repeated over and over again. You know, in terms of batting, very important to recover fast enough. And in fielding, sometimes, you know, if you're fielding in prominent positions, sometimes you're, every other ball you're running to the boundary, <laughs> whatever it is, you're able to repeat quickly, quick, uh, recover quickly enough so you can be alert enough to take that catch or stop that Yorker coming in at you to, to bowl you out. Whatever, whatever it is, that's key here. So this is where it changes. So pre-season, off-season, yeah, absolutely. Let's do some longer runs, nice, nice and easy. Pre-season, we're, we're, it's like a crescendo building up to cricket season. So we're going to start doing repeated shuttles. Like, it's the easiest way to do it. Like, um, this is why they do the yo-yo test, essentially, as well. So we've got to think about repeated shuttle work. So maybe you are running ones and twos between the wicket. Maybe you are, you know, and you build up over time, volume over time. It's volume of this at a certain intensity. So you try, you try, and, you try and do that. Then maybe it's longer shuttle pieces. So you're doing double from wicket to boundary, whatever you want to do, and start repeating this work. So it's, it's more shuttle-based, I'd say a couple of times a week, in conjunction with your longer aerobic piece here. Yes, indeed. Um- what about do you want to get in, any more into specific into the uh, into the shuttle work because obviously the goal is as you say you maintain the base and then we're doing speed work alongside that and we're trying to mimic what's going on in the game of uh, cricket at all do you want to talk about um, a little more in detail about recovery how we do that yeah it's yeah no the recovery and speed side of things I think it's a good way to um, to think about it in the simplest way without going to too much math, is I would start somebody off uh, running twos. And in those twos, I'd like to see it being completed within 10 seconds. That's the easiest way to do it right now. What you're going to do is when you run a two, you're going to check, you have, have a smartwatch or something on, on your wrist. And then what I want you to do is see your, it's rather than think about recovery in time, think about in heart rate. Because you want to make it individual to you and specific to you. Everyone recovers differently. And if you do time-based, it's just, yep. it's just a generic program to be more specific. So you want to take your um, 160 minus your age. So for me, it's 160 minus 40, which gives, which gives me 120. So if I run a two um, in under 10 seconds, again, it's not elite levels. We're just, it just kind of like gives you a rough baseline to work with. Then I'm going to look at my heart rate and go, right, what's it at? Okay, it's 130 now. Okay, once it gets sub 120, I'm going to go again. And you repeat that, that process. So run two, heart rate recovery to 120, which is 160 minus your age, then go again and go, do it over time and build the volume. So I'd start off with 10 minutes of that for twos one week, then go to 12, 14, 16, 18, build up to 20 minutes worth of that sort of stuff. And then we maybe go to threes within 15 seconds and do the same process. Fours. And what happens if you, if you find while you're building your volume that you can't hold the 10 seconds? Good question. If you can't hold that time, there's time to stop. Because you, you're, you're trying to flirt with your, your yeah, that anaerobic threshold, essentially what we're trying to do. Without going, again, without going too technical and scientific. 
we're trying to flirt with it. So we're trying to like expand the comfort zone a little bit. So we're trying to expand yeah. out. So you start by twos, threes, and fours. And I'm a big fan once you get to the stage of running fours a lot, because it'll make run, running ones and twos and threes a lot easier in the game, particularly if you build up the volume and within that sort of time frame. And again, it could be 20 seconds is a very generic number. It could be 18 seconds if mm-hmm. we're running fours uh, if you're that quick. But as long as you're going to maintain it, because we don't want to go above and beyond that. It's all about staying and flirting within your comfort zone of that, and then expanding your comfort zone. Yeah, all about maintaining and repeating that again, again, again. Because if you, if you can't hold the 10 seconds or the 15, whatever it is you're doing, whether you're doing twos, threes, fours, then you're just basically, essentially, you're just performing something poorly. And you're just teaching yeah. your body to, you're not recovering properly. You're not, you know, hitting the, the ideal goal of what you're, trying to, what you're trying to achieve. So the best thing to do is just stop for the day. Rest. Exactly. You know? Exactly. You, you've, you've learned something. You know what to do next time. Come back and give it another go. Yeah. And then to, that's batting specific, I'd say. But then you've got the longer yeah. kind of sprints. Um, again, if you, if you want to go into a cricket field, take it from the wicket to the boundary. I, I would highly recommend doing like a 30 second. If you haven't got access to a cricket field either, you can do 30 second pieces of continuous like running. So you essentially doing the same process. You're going to run, you know, pretty hard for 30 seconds. Then you're going to recover to your heart rate comes down to 160 minus your age. And you're going to go again because we, so we have this longer recovery pieces as well. And these longer sprint sections. So you don't, you don't want to be just batting specific. You want to have these longer pieces because that's yeah. going to be like the game of cricket when you're fielding too. Uh, and, you're, and you're building and working on both ends here. So it's, again, it's that, it's that uh, combination of the two building up. Again, like a crescendo to cricket season, we want to have a, a start off easy and slow at the start. Not so much, just run the twos for 10 minutes to 15 to 20, then start again 10 minutes of threes, 15, 20, and then fours leading up to the season. Then we have a little crescendo leading into the season We've done a mixture of all this all together. And that's a good that's a good example for the more advanced club cricketer yeah. moving forward. Now, in terms of pros, it's a whole different ball game altogether. <laughs> like most cricketers, pro cricketers are playing cricket 24-7, you know, 365 days a year at the moment. It's it's different altogether with them right now. And, you know, I think when you're at that level, it's highly individual and needs to be highly unique. So I'm just giving you an idea how to get maybe in towards getting to those levels where the pros and the S&C guys there can take you on to take you on to the next level from there. So it's, but again, you still have to have the base. You still be able to do all this stuff before you can get anywhere near there. And most pros should realistically be, have a good waist to height ratio and they should be fit and active with a low body fat percentage. So now as I say, well, maybe, maybe I'm segueing into this now as well, but look, you've got like, that's an ideal world of beginners in here, but then what about the older club cricketer, the older statesman in the, in the game? This is, um, I'm going to specifically reference Michael Can, <laughs> who works with us in his over 50s uh, cohort, which is great to work with. Do I want these older guys running and pounding the streets and pavements? No, I don't. No, I don't is the honest answer, because that's going to take a lot of, you know, it's all about longevity for these guys. And you got to be careful to maintain them. And also people who have got injuries, knee injuries, hip injuries, stuff like that. So we've got to reduce the volume. They still need to do cardio. But we reduce the volume and make it in forms of like rowing, assault bikes, cycling. Let's do this work on that stuff and save them for the game of cricket because they're going to have to run a little bit in cricket. Doesn't mean we don't get them doing a little bit of stuff outside of it, like in the shuttles and getting used to running shuttles in between, just like they would in the game to teach yeah. them to recover fast enough. 
but I don't want to see them running the pavement and pounding the pavement for long miles if their body can't withstand it and if they don't need to because we want to extend their game as much as we possibly yes, can. Indeed, absolutely, absolutely. Do you want to quickly go back and uh, summarise what we're looking at? So, like, say what we're looking at in terms of assessments and then uh, just re- reiterating base and then speed work? Yeah, sure, absolutely. So, like, again, just to, just to summarise, these are two tests I think that all, all cricketers should do, no matter, not, no matter your level of ability. Waist to height ratio, if your waist is over half your height, it means you're a fat loss client. I'm really sorry. That's really important. And it's important because we've got to reduce the amount of force going through your body each, each and every step that you take. And it's a pre, precursor risk to injury, potentially, um, long term. So we've got to be careful of that and in, improve your longevity in the game. The next is balance. Can you balance on both legs with your eyes on closed for 30 <laughs> seconds? Uh, that is like a handbrake. Yeah. So you've got like, that's your handbrake on the body and it tells me that the software and the hardware are talking to each other. And it's also like a prerequisite to make sure you're not going to roll your ankles quite so much um, when you're working it. For beginners, we've got to build your base up. If you can't run 5K, you've got to build your 5K up. Right, we've got to build that up, build up 10K as easy as possible. We're going to do what we call the walk run method and focus on that. Now, more intermediate to advanced guys, pre-season fitness we're trying to go more into like the shuttles whilst having at least one easy run, a longer piece session to maintain your longer base as well. So once you get there, you can maintain it easily. And then you can focus on the fun stuff and this aerobic speed work and think like a crescendo in shuttles, both running between the wickets and the longer pieces, building up to the end start of the season. So running ones and twos to threes and fours as we get closer to the season. So you feel fit and ready to go. And the older generation of people who've got injuries, mm. be careful. Running is something that's going to take a lot of t- high toll on your body. But as we're working with like Kenny, is a great example. We'll get him on the podcast actually and talk about this. Shuttle runs, you know, it's a very great way in sports specific towards cricket to help you get going there. So in answer to the question, should cricketers be running for pre-season fitness? <laughs> it depends. However, in an ideal world, yes, we should be running and doing a mixture of stuff from the, some of the slow stuff to some of the faster sprint work yeah, exactly. to get you ready for this. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. How about that? I uh, hope you all enjoyed that and took something from it. James, went to, when is your next pre-season session? Uh, Sunday, actually. Well, technically, well, I wouldn't say it's my pre-season. Yeah. I'm working with the over 50s on Sunday, so I get to have a knock with them this week as well. And then we're back every Wednesday training for cricket with Cardiff. So, yep, season is fully up and running now, so I'll keep you posted. Absolutely, and obviously keep us posted on the next edition of the Cricket Matters podcast. Uh, Thank you, James. Thank you guys for listening. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Cricket Matters podcast. If you love listening to the show, then please do share it with others. That's how you can help it grow. And the more it grows, the more great free content we can bring to you. For more in-depth help and analysis and your free copy of the High Performance Handbook for Cricketers, visit cricketmatters.com today. And be sure to follow us on TikTok at Cricket Matters and Instagram and Twitter at Cricket Matters HQ.